Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, man? Going pretty good. Good, good. Uh, Seth is enjoying the musical stylings of Manchester Orchestra tonight. Ooh. Uh, in Orlando. In this like sick outdoor concert. I saw a little bit of that. It looks really cool. We found out about the concert last night at like <laughs> 10 o'clock. And I was going to go to it too. Uh, but the world is in a weird place right now uh, with, I guess, panic for no reason. Yep. At least in Florida. So like if you're in other parts of the U.S., you, if you need gas, probably get it. But like... Ours comes in through ships, you know, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. That's world <laughs> politics. But uh, so there wasn't going to be an episode tonight, but now there is going to be an episode tonight. So we are going to talk just to preface. This might be a shorter episode. Also, we planned on doing a longer spoiler cast style thing. For Resident Evil 8, you will be able to look forward to that next week. Uh, I've gotten verbal commitments from both Forrest and Seth that they should be able to beat the game by then. Heck yeah. And also, uh, maybe a surprise guest or two. So, that'll be fun. We'll talk about Resident Evil 8 and get into all the spoilers. But today, I'm going to tell you about me beating Pokemon Snap. New Pokemon Snap. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it was a very good game. It's... Did you... You weren't on last week. No. No. You missed the conversation about Pokemon Snap and Returnal. Uh, oh, did yeah. you play any of Returnal? No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're killing me. You can't tell the people you're going to play something and then not play it. <laughs> um, Listen, Resident but, Evil. But Returnal... <laughs> Uh, still a good game. I'm still dying like an hour and a half into a run, which doesn't feel great, but whatever. I'm getting better at it. It's just hard. It's a hard game. Are you making progress though? Like that sounds like a really long time for a run, but also I don't know. The lo- the runs are long need. in that game. Yeah. 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 Dang. It's fun though. But it's also painful. You look so deadpan when you say it's fun. I don't. <laughs> the act of playing that game is so satisfying and good. Yeah. Uh, but, like, thinking about it. But thinking about it is, about yeah. It. Like, when I'm in the moment, I'm having a good time. But once I've put it down and said, I'm like, <laughs> God, what did, why? Yeah. Why did I do that? <laughs> and I I don't know how to... Um, uh, I don't know how to, to marry those two things. Yeah. And make me feel good after I'm... I've put the game down, but in the moment, once I've decided to play it, I'm really enjoying myself. So, but also getting myself to choose to pick it back up has been a struggle. Yeah. So, but that happened. New Pokemon Snap, I beat it. I can I can tell you right now, you wouldn't be able to guess. I mean, I I don't think spoiling anything in Pokemon Snap is a big deal. No. Um, if if you had to guess what the final Pokemon you photograph in the final level is, what would you guess? Uh, Thinking that in the first Pokemon Snap, it was Mew. Yeah. Mew's a big deal. So, 
I I want to do multiple guesses here, if that's okay. Or at least I'll give like, you three. Okay. I, if you can nail it in three, I'll be very surprised. Cool. Um. Uh, so, my rational brain would think, well, if the first one was Mew, this one would be something important too, like Arceus or something. Except the fact that you're telling me that it's something that I wouldn't think throws that out the window. Well, yeah. Give me if they if you had to know, like if you had to guess that say. A big Pokemon. Is it a new Pokemon? Like, it's a newer Pokemon. Like Sword and Shield, or like it's X no, and no, y? no. It's in the it's in the last like three or four generations. Okay. I don't want to give you too much of a hint. Yeah. Because this is because initially, I, well, I'll tell you what it's not. I thought it was going to be Celebi. I figured that mm. you know Mew Celebi's kind of the new Mew. Yeah. Like people love Celebi. Like, people love Celebi. <laughs> I don't get it, but people Well, it's do. like how you and I love Shaman. Right. You know? So so give me your three guesses. It's, <sighs> no one, it's not Celebi. Gosh. Is it even like a legendary or mythical yeah, Pokemon? Yeah, it's a legendary. Okay, okay, cool. Um, Xerneas? Yeah. Yeah? I'm very surprised you got that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but also, that's a choice. <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, I mean... Xerneas is a very, like, nature-y yeah. Pokemon, yeah, you know? Yeah, it is. Like, there's, like, it's like a deer. There's, like, beauty around it, I guess. I, yeah. I I just would have guessed something with a little more weight. Yeah. Like, Xerneas hasn't been around for a while. No. You know what I mean? They didn't use... <laughs> there's been no, like, use of it since X and Y. Yeah. It's so weird. It's, I, it's strange. <laughs> You would think even, get, like, maybe, like, the Reggies? Yeah. Or... Or... Something uh, with some meaning. Yeah. But, but instead, it's... It's actually important to, like, the the world, like, the mythology of Pokemon. Right. You know? Um, and it's just Xerneas. It's Xerneas, a forest deer from France. I mean, it's a cool deer. Cool deer. Yeah. I love Xerneas' design. Yeah. Some of the, <laughs> the boss photography levels have Pokemon in them that I'm very confused why they chose them. Like to make them um, a boss? Yeah, they're uh. like, they're not bosses, but you like, you have to make them interact with shiny stuff. So then you take pictures of them while they're, God, I can't remember what the name is for the shiny state. I can't remember it all. It has a name, but Damn. I can't remember it. But it's a, you know, shiny yeah. state. It doesn't change colors. It just gains, like, tribal tattoos of shiny stuff. Just swirls. <laughs> uh, the first one is uh, Bayleaf? Bayleaf's the name of it? Yeah. Maga- uh, wait, Meganium? Meganium. Meganium. Yeah. So Meganium. And then there's the Volcano, the Fire Moths, Volcano Rock, somethings. Uh, Melodic is one of them. That's, I, I like. Love. Yeah, I love Melodic. <laughs> Melodic's cool. There's There's a couple. That game is really good. Go play it. Go have fun. And I'm going to start posting some of my cool pictures yeah. on the thing um, so that I can see if I can get some likes. Because you can... Uh, in the game, there's a built-in thing where you send your picture out to the world yeah. in Pokemon Snap. So you have to have the game open, and you can like like it with cool points and nice. stuff. And apparently the way to really game that system is Bidoof. People love Bidoof. <laughs> it's funny. They are going crazy. My sister posted one the other day of a Bidoof. It's like a funny, it, it's like a decent looking picture. Yeah. It's got like 200 likes. And like 
my sister's like, it's not that big of a deal. There's other pictures like 50K likes. I'm like, 200 likes is a lot. Yeah. Like, it's that's a lot. That's some exposure for your Bidoof. That's some exposure, exactly. You know. God. Um, it's, it's hilarious. She also <laughs> sent me this picture. This doesn't bode well for... But you can, like, add stickers to these. Um, <laughs> so you can add stickers to, like, After Effects. Yeah. And you put, like, a caption underneath. I'm going to put this in the Discord. My sister's not going to be happy that I'm sharing. <laughs> because she's... Outing this. Yeah, she doesn't want me to, like, share her stuff, probably. But she shared it to the world. It's her fault. Um, but it says, King demands a sacrifice underneath it. <laughs> and she put this crown on like an angry looking whooper <laughs> and it looks hilarious <laughs> and so i'm gonna it's put this beautiful. into this board. yeah it's <laughs> but 10 out of 10 uh i'm gonna start going back to some of my old pictures and see if i can edit them or, yeah like it it adds a replayability to the game that wouldn't have existed back in the days of the n64 because you couldn't connect it to the internet yeah and someone's gonna prove me wrong and say you could. Well, there was this one game that I had a specific add-on. I don't add think on. there was. No. I'm 90% sure that you couldn't get on the internet with the N64. I don't think so. Uh, huh? I think you could with the GameCube, but that... But... Hmm. Yeah, now I'm questioning myself. I think there I'm was... sure we'll get someone on the I on think the Discord that can prove me wrong. If my vague memory serves correct, there was a there was an add-on for the Nintendo 64. I think it was Japan-exclusive that you could download some, like, demos or, like, a specific set of games off of from the internet, but we never got that over here, and, it and like, that functionality wasn't used in other games. Yeah, it only released in Japan. It was the Nintendo 64. The DD. The DD. The disk drive. Yeah. All right, cool. That's... I, I had no clue. I forgot. So... Let's talk about Resident Evil 8. Let's do it. The game that people probably want to hear us talk about the most. Um, we're not going to talk about anything past Lady... I'm going to say Lady D. Yeah. Because I it's easy. can't say her name right. Well, also, I've heard it pronounced... so like four different ways in this yes. game. And two of them are theoretically official... Because during the, like, showcases leading up to the release of the game, uh, the host of it said Demetrice, and then in the game they say Dimitrescu, and then, like... Dimitrescu? Yeah, like... Like, they... Stupid French. (laughs) Like, it... They say it, like, four different ways in this game, and... So are they all correct? Like... No one knows. So Lady D. (laughs) Lady D. Uh, Because I I don't want to demean her and just call her the big lady. Yeah. Like, it's... Like, she's a proper villain. Yeah. And uh, maybe uh, in some ways that Capcom maybe should have play-tested and did some more research. Because, let me tell you, uh, she is one of the more interesting ones. And she is the first villain you encounter uh, and the first one you get to know. Uh, but let's let's talk about this game. Uh, at least it's it's a Resident Evil. Yeah. It's Resident Evil 8. Um, you are Ethan Winters once again. The um, He's had a hard life. Yeah. Uh, 
He's been thrust into many a situation that he doesn't. Uh, he loves to say in the beginning of this game, he says it like five times, what is going what is on? The, why is this why happening? Why is this happening? And it's like, <laughs> he keeps saying it. And it's like, man, you are somewhat bringing some of this on yourself. You could just yeah. turn around and leave. You could leave. You could leave. <laughs> um, you could cut your losses and run. Yeah. So it, That's the thing about Ethan as a protagonist. I don't think he has a brain. He, yeah, like, he has so no... He has yeah. no like cognitive function that tells him, Hey, maybe I shouldn't just keep going forward. Like even in seven, he just, he, he's a lot more emotive in this game, but I still feel like he doesn't have, yes. I still feel like he doesn't really have a character though. Like I can't tell you any definable traits that motivate him to continue forward outside of trying to find, his daughter Rose, who gets stolen by Chris Redfield within the first five minutes of the game. Right. Uh, there's some stuff in the beginning that we're not going to fully spoil. Um, if you've watched trailers for the game, you've seen some of the stuff. Um, but I, uh, I w- I'll I'll talk a little bit past the Lady D thing for a second. There, there's a cave. So this talking about <laughs> Ethan's emotiveness. Yeah. Um, sometimes he says really stupid things. Yes. That, like, yeah, I understand why you're having a character say this, but also it's silly. Yeah. Like he, like you get out of this cave, uh, and he's like, "Damn, that was an annoying cave." And it's like, well, "Yeah, me, I <laughs> sure, but I, like, I, I agree with you, but <laughs> you I don't need, need to, say you to that. Say that's very, that's very immersion breaking, <laughs> right? Like, it's like on the nose. <laughs> um, it's it's like if you're watching Space Jam or something, and and the, <laughs> Michael Jordan Michael Jordan's like, "Man, you're really animated, Bugs." It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. He's a cartoon. Yeah. Like I, I, I get it. Um, so like I didn't, I didn't need a point reiterated. Like so, that. this game has, um, you know, it's first person, and it's it's got. If you played Resident Evil Seven, you're ready for Resident Evil Eight, uh, gameplay wise. It's all very similar, uh, weapon wise. There's more of a storage type system, and you. You gain weapons throughout the game. You can forget them. Uh, like, I, I'm pretty sure that if I had not gotten the sniper rifle in the you Lady D's castle, on I could have... I think you can buy it from the Duke later. Yeah. Which is not great because not it's ideal. real expensive. Yes. So, um, I want to give you a couple pointers. And I want to give do. the people at home a couple pointers. If they... If they are playing this without, we're playing this now and haven't gone past this. Make sure you clear everything you want before you leave an area. Because uh, there's no going back. Yeah. Once you leave, or once you get into like the boss fight with Lady D and her castle, uh, you're not exploring anymore. Mm. Uh, so there is stuff that you can leave behind. Yeah. Like lock um, picks that lock, you can... Oh, all kinds like of stuff. Like drawers and stuff that you um, can get into. And it's a shame, too. Like, some of my some of my favorite experiences in this game have been the... Uh, 
like little, I'm sure you saw it in a room, the labyrinth puzzle. Yeah. Uh, that is a really cool thing that you can completely just leave. That is not a, that is optional. So you got to find the ball and take it back to the thing and choose to do it. Okay. Um, Cause that's the thing is it tells you, you've got to find the ball to do it. Yeah. Um, so you can you can completely miss uh, those in all four of the locations. Huh. So make sure you get everything before you leave an area. Make sure you hunt everything before you leave an area. If you see an animal there, make sure to get it. Because sometimes you can't go back. There's a couple of stat bonuses that I didn't get because... Uh, you know, I didn't hunt all the animals. I thought I could go back. And yeah. I, I can't. Mm. Um, and just look out for Ethan's hands. You've got to be <laughs> careful. He's uh, losing them very quickly. This man uh, is a freak of nature. He should really be <laughs> the... He's almost a villain in and of himself because yes. nothing can stop him. No. As long as he's got some juice to pour on his hand, he's He can fine. make it through anything. Yeah. Uh I would like to note and maybe like ask you, um, in the beginning of the game when his left hand gets screwed up, that's the same hand that got chainsawed off in seven, right? I can't remember. I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Because like that makes you, it even funnier then if it's just his left hand that is always getting mutilated. Let me tell you that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't. Another thing, going back to Ethan. I'm sure there's going to be a MacGuffin with that later. Maybe. Because I haven't He's beat the game yet. He's a magic hand. Uh, I haven't beat the game yet. I'm close. I'm like two hours away from beating the game. Yeah. I think. But I, this 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 game is wild. Um, so you go into this village. Yes. And there's some people that are alive and some people that are not. And you interact with them and all this stuff. And, you know, it's... It's standard Resident Evil fare. What do you think about these enemies so far, Forrest? The the lichens. I think they're a cool idea, but I I don't know if I like them more than the molded currently, or like the zombies that I fought against in two and three remake. Um, I haven't really experienced much of them outside of that opening village section. Like, yeah. And in the castle, I, so what I'm doing in an effort to conserve ammo is I am skirting my way around most or through most encounters, like a pro old school resident evil player. <laughs> so I would actually recommend you to not do that. I know I'm missing out on like a lot of money and well, stuff for killing them. Knife them. Yeah. There's my like to death or is, just like, yeah the knife is really powerful. See, I haven't been feeling that, but also I that's because like they the, if I didn't you have, hit them in the head with the knife, so like in stagger. the castle there's more skeletony yeah zombie ghouly type enemies. There's a lot of those in this game. Yeah, they really oversold <laughs> how much the lichens are going to be in it. It's a lot of those things. Uh, the lichens are in it a lot, but not as much as the ghoulies. Dang. I don't know what to call them. There is a word for them that starts with an M. I can't the Moria, Moriatus or oh. something. They have a name. Yeah. But they, I just call them ghoulies. So it works. The the ghoulies, <laughs> if you hit them in the head with the knife, they stagger. Okay. So you'll then be you okay. Can just keep doing that. Now here's the other trick. So the game. <laughs> 
Here's a tip for everyone at home. <laughs> the game, you pull the right trigger to swing your knife, right? And after two swings, Ethan gets a little tired, waits a second, and then you can swing twice again. Yeah. If you use the block button, it resets while you're, that? it resets how tired he is. Oh my god! So then you just become a slash and so, mad so, man. So, so, huh, so, so, huh. Even no, you don't even have to go full block. You just push you just, it, you and just it resets quite literally. It. Yeah, like you just tap, tap it. it. Yeah, and wow. then it resets it. That's beautiful. And so I, I, I love think, that. I don't think I gunned down one enemy. And the Lady D Castle. Uh, I currently have over 100 bullets for my pistol. Yeah, you'll use that later. And um, I maybe shot my shotgun once. You'll use it later. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm liking it. I have some... I, we cannot get into any story stuff. No. That I... <laughs> that's all going to be next week, I promise. I, I think it's a very good game. I think it has issues with pacing... Um, I think right now you're in the prime spot of it. Yeah. The first half of the game is so good. So good. Besides that first hour. I think this game is very poorly paced in the first hour. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. The, like the village is very weird to get through oh, and getting into the it's castle. It's confusing to get through. Um, the lichens are bullet sponges and... You are just getting a gun for the first time. Yeah. And you're not getting a lot of ammo, and you're expected to fight off all these lichens. No. And it makes no sense. Um, the game also does... It commits the biggest video game sin to me. Like, I got really mad. I, I almost, like... I didn't, like, almost not keep playing. But... Uh, so Resident Evil, as you know, is a... A game where you've got to conserve resources and you've got to make sure that stuff is good. Yeah. And you've got to prepare. So in one of these areas with the lichens, you are supposed to go down. Like you're supposed to go down. Yeah, scripted almost death. The issue is that the game also puts you in an area where you can collect a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then use it. And so I'm like, oh my god, this is so difficult. I'm supposed to survive this and kill all of them. And you can't. No. And so I used everything. So I used everything. The problem I had with this section was that the area was so big that I completely managed to avoid a getting a key item that triggered the... Basically allowed me to end the section once I got to a certain area... Um, and I died by the same thing that, like, if you successfully get through the section, like, would have gotten you through it. But on my first time through, I died from the big dude. Yeah. Instead of just getting a cutscene where he slams me. Yeah. You know? It's very bizarre. It, very, some of the choices in the beginning of this game are very strange. Yeah. Especially regarding the village. I want to talk a little technical thing with you real quick. Have you found yourself having to readjust the brightness settings a lot? Or at all? Like It only gets worse. Oh, that's not good news for me then, because I've had to adjust them three times. Right. This game, you need to... 
Um, it's a lot. This game really plays a lot with light. Yeah. And also, Ethan is very bad at pointing a flashlight. <laughs> yes, he points so, it at a 45-degree angle straight down. Yes. <laughs> uh, that is that is the angle he holds it at the entire game. That sucks. And also, Ethan has a very hard time recognizing when it's dark enough to pull out a flashlight. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I can't see anything. And Ethan's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And it's like, no, but no, no. But player, like... And I, I can't... You can't choose to pull out a flashlight yeah. actively. Yeah. So um, this only gets worse. I'm I sorry. hate to hear that. But the thing is, once you get it finely tuned, the game really does deliver some spectacular scenes with lighting. Yeah. And that is the trade-off. It's such a difficult trade-off, though, because you, in a game where you're looking for... Everything you can to help you survive. In every corner. In every corner. You have to be able to see. But the game also, in order to do some of the things it does with lighting, is really relying on a lot of darkness yeah. to, to for the lighting to really accentuate itself by reflecting off of surfaces. Um, they are poorly lighting some of the areas that you need to explore. And... Later on in the game, that becomes a little bit more of an issue in some areas. And I haven't really figured out how to deal with it. Yeah. Besides being like, man, it's just dark and so I'm kind of stumbling. I've gotten to the point where like I don't really like playing this game during the daytime because I can't. can't, You can't can't play it during the daytime. The Oh, my God. Like their character models, like their faces, I can't like... It's so dark. I can't see these people's yeah. faces. Yeah. Playing this game during the day actually is sort of miserable. If there's any sort of light source hitting your TV, <laughs> you're seeing nothing. Or bringing in just a flood of natural light into your living room or whatever. Right. You may as well just save it for midnight. Right. And that's frustrating because this game, in the first half at least, uh, does get uh, terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say... I. I didn't have this lighting problem with seven. No, no, no. Like, Me either. Like, and I don't know why it's a problem now. Um, it's got to be because of lighting tricks. They want to show off the reflections off surfaces. You got to remember that seven came out in twenty fifteen or sixteen. 15, I think 16. I was like leaving high school. Yeah. So I'm gonna kill myself now. Sorry, um, no, Dave. But sorry, um, I didn't mean to age I'm you. I'm kidding. But holy moly! Uh, <laughs> but you know, this game is a far leap ahead. Yeah. Um, for graphical fidelity in a lot of ways. In some ways, not so much. We'll talk about that later during the spoiler cast, um, maybe. But in in a lot of ways, this game is. They're really trying to show off what they can do here. And that's great and all. But in some ways, it does hamper the game a little bit. Yeah. Because you, you're changing those lighting settings, and then you can easily make the game look washed out, and you still can't see anything. Exactly. And so, like, like, I'm not cranking the brightness all the way up because I know that's going to ruin how it actually looks. Right. But So I'm having to, like, fine-tune brightness mm-hmm. settings in the way that the game like wants you to, but I'm having to do it like two times a play session. Yeah. 
Just be careful. Make sure to do it and just kind of deal with it. Yeah. Like that's part of the um the area I'm in right now is uh it's a mine basically. Oh. And so mines uh, are notoriously well lit. Right. <laughs> it's very dark and but as it has encapsulated some of the beautiful things that they can do with this engine in the dark. Yeah. And um this game is really impressive when it's really impressive, but it also has some really low lows. Uh, there is some stuff in this game that just looks PS2 level. Yeah. Uh, like, there's sometimes where you, like, are zooming in or, like, walking against a rock formation where the rock formation is... Uh, I It looks like the bad texture, the fake textures that are in the background of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh. Like, like it's like, oh, yeah. that's undiscernible that's, that's yeah um, and then you're you're walking past a rock formation that looks that like i could touch my tv and it would be wet yeah like it, and it's it's just beautiful glistening detail on this rock formation it's like what what happened with this part of the wall and what happened with this part of the wall yeah where where was the disconnect between the two people working on this <laughs> and why what 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 is the reason that happened and so I, much inconsistency yes there's so much inconsistency in this <laughs> and it it kills me because this game at a lot of moments is one of the most beautiful games i've ever played yeah but then like there's this one barrel of grapes they use like 80 times <sighs> in the dimitrescu castle and i put a picture of it in the discord where the basket looks fine from a distance, but you zoom in on the basket and it's just sharp edges. But the worst part is the grapes. The molded grapes are just one mass, no I would, detail. I would like to say moldy grapes don't even look like that. Right. <laughs> and and what's crazy is there's other times where they showcase fruit and stuff. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Like there's one time I saw like a, a string of chili peppers in the kitchen and they were dried out and like the detail in that is so crisp what happened to these grapes and why did it pass qa yeah. how did how did they not see this and think we should fix that i can't i quite literally can't help seeing it yeah like my eyes are immediately right. drawn. it's so jarringly different textures and i know i complained about this in the with the demo with too. the demo yeah and you guys said, well, maybe they'll fix it by launch. Like, that's just... A, and then, no. It's still there. No, it, it's the same. Um, when I was in the village, especially in the lead into entering the uh, castle Dimitrescu, I was noticing, like, very... I was noticing pop-in textures. I don't know if you have, but, like, it, especially right outside of the church, that's also a save room... I like that's where I was really noticing it the most. Um, it was kind of hard in the first section of the village just because like everything is so like there's so many like corners and in the areas are like kind of kind of small. But like once you get to that second half of the village, uh, things are open up a little bit um, space wise. And I that's when I started seeing some pop ins. And it again was just like really jarring and distracting. Um, which is a shame because like, I know this engine 
is well optimized. I know it runs very well and it is capable of th- some of the best visuals I've ever seen. I don't remember ever seeing any pop-ins in Resi 7 or 2 or 3 Remake or Devil May Cry 5, which all run on the same engine as this. You did buy the PS5 version, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. I, I made sure, I, too. I haven't seen any pop-ins. Mm. I haven't seen that. And I usually notice that stuff. Yeah. Um, there was one moment where I... Okay, there was one moment where I saw a pop-in, but I was running through the village real fast. Yeah. And it was at a distance. Gotcha. And I was like, oh, that was weird. But it <laughs> it didn't like... It's not something that's been persistent. Yeah. So... Um, it's not something I've been noticing in the castle again because I think it's those like smaller self-contained areas that they're able to just fully render the stuff and not worry about it. Right. But that openness of the village is where it's really easy to fall into accidental pop-ins and stuff. So so we've talked about the gameplay, we've talked about the graphics. Uh, we've talked about Ethan of course and his <laughs> hands. Um, and why his, he puts himself his, through his this monstrous hands. Um, <laughs> quite literally. Gnarled. Chris Redfield, who's a jerk, seemingly, after Ethan has decided to read some military training books, I guess. Yeah. Who knows? Like, that opening was so weird. I will talk about it in the spoiler cast, because that's when we'll go beat by beat through the story <laughs> and talk about all of the <laughs> bizarre things. Um but I, I want to uh, ask you how you feel about the Duke in general. Okay. You, how many times have you met the Duke now? Twice? Uh, twice, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't care about him. He, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of blatant merchant type characters that just care about your money. Um, but also, I know a problem that you have with him is... Like his size and his weight seems to be just like it's, I it's maybe you could word this better, but like I feel like it's almost like disgustingly played as a joke. Yeah, no, it's um, uh, it's not great. <laughs> um, I don't. It feels. I don't feel like they use the weight to flesh out the character or make it unique. Uh, instead, it's just like, here's this merchant character we have that's big. And, uh, you know, let's have him have a cart. And there'll just be like sausages hanging out of the cart. Because yeah. that's what fat people do. They just have food with them all the time, right? Every time. They they always have food. And uh, we'll make... You know what? How are you going to raise stats in this game? Um oh, you're going to cook the fat guy food. And he'll eat the food and think, oh, that's great. Here's your portion of the food, and that gives you the stat increase. And it's like, no. Like, I I know that this is probably, for some people, like, oh, this is a weird hill to die on. But it's just like, this could have easily been some spectral, mysterious guy. Like, everyone loves the, the I didn't play Resident Evil 4. Me neither. I I don't know what the name is of the, the Oh, dude. it's just the merchant. Yeah, it's just like show me your wares or whatever and he's So got what a cloak. are you buying? Yeah. Like and so that's cool. Like have it be or a you mysterious know mysterious dude. Have him be a big baby. Like <laughs> just have it be a, like if you're gonna go full weird, like have it just be this 
I would like buy human baby. I would buy heavy munitions from a big baby. Yeah, or like have it be. I don't know how to describe how. And what's the, the the thing that really bothers me about them too? Um, I for the listener at home, if you don't actually know me in real life, um, I am a larger person. I am not as big as the <laughs> the duke or whatever and they're calling him the duke like that's i think that's also a, a joke yeah. on his part yeah um and so this guy has they they can't render these grapes in a good texture but his belly that's hanging out from under his shirt is rendered in high definition every chance they get yeah and so it feels like a joke and it feels um, like, oh, look at this grotesque guy. You can't miss him. You can't, like, there's no missing him. He's the way that you're going to buy and sell stuff. And it's just doesn't feel great. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't ever particularly have anything interesting to say. So, like, that's... He's not offering anything outside of just simple gameplay right mechanics there's there's a couple times where you will walk up to him and he will be so like you can sell him treasure and stuff yep um and so he will be holding on to like a treasure you sold him before and that's about the most unique sort of interaction you get with him where he like you walk up and you catch him by surprise while he's looking at this treasure you had brought him previously and that's sort of neat but it doesn't inform me about his character. Yeah. It doesn't inform me why he's this large man. Yeah. And uh, you are, like you said, you have about two hours left in the game. And if you're still feeling this way about it, then like... No, nothing's going to change. Yeah. Like, there's nothing more to him. So what was the point? The The you know? point is to have the big man be the shopkeep. Uh, like, and it's... It just doesn't feel great. It does... It's not... If they had done it with a purpose, then I could look at it and be like, oh, this is a unique character that has urgency and uh, like knows this family and is wanting revenge or anything. Yeah, or like you know, the like, deal that he struck with the right, family to exactly. be able to freely sell in right. the castle. Like, because he is in... So like you are in some harrowing situations <sighs> later in the game. And he is in their houses. He's like, safe. He is safe. In Lady Dimitri, Lady D's house, he is, he's not at the dollhouse. He's, he's at the fit. So he's, he's in at least like three of the locations. Yeah. He's safe from what's going on. These people do not want to attack him. And so why? The game doesn't explain it to you. I mean, they might by the end of the game. I'd be very surprised. Be very surprised. Um, he knows a lot about you and what you have to do. Yeah. He tells you all this stuff. He'll he'll tell you what you have to do when there's no other narrative reason. But it's never informed by anything that's actually... Like, he's just like, oh, oh, you got to find that house with the red chimney. And it's like, yeah, I found the letter. But you're just reminding me of something else I read. Yeah. It's not an actual... It's not informed by his need to get back at someone or him wanting to 
go against this family or like this is what they've done they've done this to me they've made me this way now help me get back at them you know what i mean um instead they put those sort of feelings on other characters <laughs> uh maybe misplaced in my opinion on some of them we'll get to that next week but you know character development that they could have put into this character that they made grotesque for whatever reason they could have given him character reasons to be that way yeah and i i just think that's uh immature it's bad writing and i think it's kind of offensive and i'm not a big fan of it uh but you know it's capcom and they aren't um the best at that sometimes yeah they have issues with that uh there's a lot of language they use towards other characters in this game too that throws me sometimes and we'll talk about that next week yeah um yeah there's been some stuff that I've been like, huh, that's got to be a translation weirdness or something. Uh, so that's the thing, though. I, I think with the production of this game, like English was the first and that's like, thing to be too. done. That's possible. Um, just with how much effort gets put into that and like some of the behind, behind the scenes stuff I've seen and with how the actual, like, vocal actors for these characters are also, like, their motion capture actors. Like, that makes me think that the Japanese stuff, or the English, like, versions of this script is kind of, like, the first thing that was, like, that's what was the initial creation here, you know? I'm, I love, by the way, if you go on Twitter, like, you see these people, you see people posting mocap like what they were doing in the yeah. studio and that's cool. I love seeing that. It looks really neat. <laughs> uh, and it's it's great to see that stuff. Yeah. Capcom so. also really well documents like that mocap process um in ways that I don't see too often from other studios, but it's really nice seeing yeah. especially because how how much like these actors are inherently like visually their characters. Um, it it's just really cool seeing. Um, but that's not like a thing yeah. about the game <laughs> that yeah. we're talking about. That's just like a side thing I like. But uh, was there anything else you want to say about it before we go to the break? Uh, not about that, but um, just like a quick other stuff that I played. Um, I beat Thirteen Sentinels like two weeks ago. Um, there you go. I love that game. Uh, I will not say the ending is great. It becomes very tropey, um, and like not in a good like, and not in a way that the entire story would like play with tropes. Uh, the ending just very much like th- the character epilogues became very just. Oh, these people are falling in love. Ha! Huh? That's so nice. And like, yeah. I'll admit, I teared up. I'm a sappy dude. But, like, that is not, that's not what I, I, like, the notes that I was expecting this game about, like, time travel and almost, like, genocide and the destruction of the human race to end on. Right. Um, it, it ends very happily, though. Um, 
but like I love that game. I genuinely do recommend it. I would like to make this my first solo suplex certification. You can do it. I you're on the show. Yeah. Um, I can't question it because I haven't played it. <laughs> I I think this is a game on like Thirteen Sentinels is a game unlike any other. Um, please, for the love of God, pace yourself in between the story and combat sections better than I did. Do not try to do all of one and then all of the other. <laughs> please mix it in, and you will enjoy the game so much more. Um, there was an entire third area of combat that I like was subconsciously ignoring until it finally came up and I'm like, Oh God, I need to get through all this. So the combat has difficulty selection. Thankfully I've been playing on normal the entirety of my playthrough until that third final combat section. I dropped it down to casual because I just wanted to get through it. Um, which admittedly like those final fights are very difficult Mm -hmm. and story wise, they are very intense. Like this, like this is a string of final fights, like the quite literally like holding down the fort and one mistake could like make you lose and like humanity will be forever gone. You know, like that's how important this like final section of fights was. And I was just, because of the way I played through the game, I just was not, I was not mentally there to be able to be attentive to the combat, the way it should have been played. So like I dropped it down and probably did a disservice to myself, um, in experiencing, Mm. I don't know. You don't need trophies. You no. don't need no. Like it, you, you're fine. You're but the like the main reason to play that game is the story. Yeah, but like the thing is, like that final section of combat, like is inherently tied to the story. So, um, in in just how important it is and how it plays back, and like that final section of combat actually is the one, like part of the. Uh, combat section of the game that feeds into the story and that when you're playing through some character stories like the ending of their scenarios it like it's showing you another side of the scene that's happening during the battle um but yeah that game's great i suplex certify it it's unlike anything i've ever played in the best ways um and yeah and then also i played a sega 32XX, like a Sega Genesis with a 32XS add-on over the weekend. Uh, it, there you go. Again, just going back and, like I said a few weeks ago, just playing weird old consoles and stuff, like stuff that I never got to because like I didn't grow up with that stuff. Uh, so it's cool yep. playing, just checking out these random stupid games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stuff I played when I was a kid. Yep. Sorry, David. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I've got. All right. Um, with that, we will be right back after the break with the news. Hi, Big Joe here, and I'm here to tell you to check out Suplex the Sticks on all social media platforms at at Suplex the Sticks. Links for the socials and the invite to our Discord are in the show notes below. Subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcatcher. And while you're at it, let your friends know about the podcast. It's the best way to help us grow our community. And with that, back to the show. And we're back with the news. All right, Forrest. Let's talk about 
we're going to get through this news isn't going to be long. Yeah. So it's fine. Um we're we're like checking my watch like an idiot. I usually have the date on there, but I'm wrong. We're a month out from E3, which means it's so soon. News is going to be slight. News in ru- news rumors slight. Rumors, rumors of plenty. Rumors of plenty. Uh, there's a lot of Nintendo rumors out there right now. I don't want to entertain them. Yeah. Because I... Those are very I don't trust easy. them. Yeah, exactly. We've like, been the, there's this, very many times on listen, that. There's... A, for for everyone that out, is out there like, oh, you've got to talk about the Donkey Kong rumor. Listen, I would talk about that Donkey Kong rumor and believe it. Like, the rumor is that there's a Donkey Kong game being made by the Super Mario Odyssey team. But that rumor is also attached to a mother reboot. And <laughs> I just, I'll believe it when I see oh, it. that's really funny. My ability to believe in anything like that has been crushed. Yeah. So, I mean, sure. If I, Is it feasible that the Donkey Kong game is coming? Possibly. Maybe. I don't think we're going to get a reboot, Donkey though? Kong game uh-huh. before we get Mario Odyssey 2. Yeah. Really. If you if you had to ask me, I mean, egg on my face if come next month, you know we we get that <laughs> Donkey, get Kong. Donkey Kong. Announcement. I mean, I'll take it, but I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it, and so we'll see. Odyssey two wouldn't even be what it's called, probably, but whatever. Um, let's talk. We're so we we do talk about rumors on the show sometime, and I just wanted we've seen them. Uh, but it's just, I, I just don't have faith that that's real. So I don't want to, yeah, don't want to talk about don't, it. Don't, don't entertain it. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate. It's back, baby. It's, on the show. <laughs> it's always in our minds. I can't wait to play it next month. I know. June 11th is, I'm, I've got it pre-ordered and paid off. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm buying this game again. <laughs> I'm loving it. I, I don't know if I'm going to buy, I don't know if I'm going to rebuy 7 Remake just because. I mean, you own it. Yeah, exactly. You get like, the I, you get the HD upgrade for free. Well, yeah. But I mean, like, th- because you know I'm a physical game buyer. You are one of them. I don't think I'm going to buy, like, the physical PS5 release. It would release, be though. dumb of you It to would do be that. very dumb, but I've done similarly stupid yes. things. But, but it would be past, very dumb of you. It would be the most dumb thing. Yeah. That I think I buy would the have DLC. Done. Yeah, that's ultimately my plan. So yes. like, I just buy digitally in just the store. Just keep don't the have PS4 to... disc, upgrade the HD. Yeah. Which, as we've seen, is going to be a very difficult process for you. <laughs> uh, how not not for you personally, but for everyone that owns a PS5. Yeah. Uh, um. So. You know. It's going to be Sony exclusive for six months. So uh, the DLC, I think here soon is when 7 Remake Part 1 loses its It's exclusivity. Yeah, I think it's pretty soon. That'll be an E3 announcement. If it is one. Yeah. Um, I mean, Square has has a a full section. It has a thing. Will we get Kingdom Hearts? Will we get Final Fantasy XVI? I don't I don't see us getting Final Fantasy 16 before 2022. No. That's got to be a 2022 release. Early 2022 maybe. Mm-hmm. Um March. I'll say March. 
Maybe. March at the earliest. Maybe. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking. Wishfully. This is... <laughs> I have no scoops in the industry. No. <laughs> this is all me just wishing. Um, so let's see. Love to see console exclusivity. It's so annoying. Um, At least it's temporary exclusivity yeah, yeah. as opposed to full first party. Like, that's the thing though. This isn't a first party game, so a first party exclusivity deal, no sense. Right. So, like, why. Why have a third-party temporary exclusivity deal? I didn't like it with the Tomb Raider yeah. games. Yeah, me either. I don't like it with this. Um, it's the way the industry works. Um, the Coalition, famously known for making Gears 4 and 5. Uh, they and are, Gears Tactics? And Gears Tactics. <laughs> they are moving completely to Unreal Engine 5. And they will not be announcing any new titles for quite some time <laughs> because uh, moving to a new engine is hard. Yes, they so, have to basically relearn how to make games. Right. You know, like... So So the, the thing is, I've seen some industry people out there. Uh, Jeff Grubb stated this. Um, so if you get mad about the rumor and you don't like it, don't add him. For the love of God, don't add him on Twitter. He gets enough crazy people. Um, but apparently they have been... The Coalition has been helping along with Halo Infinite. So it seems like Microsoft is pulling in whoever they can yeah. to... All hands on deck. All to hands get, on deck to get this thing out. Yes. And that makes sense. It's, I appreciate it, honestly. I appreciate it. Thank you, Coalition. <laughs> uh, sorry that you had to delay a year of you moving... To Unreal Five, <laughs> yeah, to to make it happen, but you know, sure, it's Halo, it's Halo, <laughs> and it's important to yeah, me, yeah, at least it's Microsoft's biggest franchise. You like, you can't have another Halo Five, yeah, you can't. <laughs> Here's hoping that it's not. Um, Forrest, this got announced the other day. And I was so, so happy. I saw this pop up on my Twitter feed, and I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was over the moon. Almost seems too good to be true. I know. I <laughs> lost my mind. But Zombies Ate My Neighbors and Ghoul Patrol are coming to PS4, Xbox One, PC, and the Nintendo Switch. So finally, I will get Zombies Ate My Neighbors. On the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. One of the greatest games of all time. Easily. Yeah. Have you ever played this game? No, but I've heard so you much about it. You are going to play it with I'm me. Go okay. Because it's, the A, it's one of the most fun co-op games you can play, in my opinion. I do love co-op the games. The music is great. Everything about it is great. Just you wait. This is coming out June 29th, and it's only going to be 15 bucks. Oh, and you're going beautiful. to hear me talk about it for at least two weeks. <laughs> because, A, I, I don't know what happened to young David, but I did not know there was a sequel to Zombies Ate My Neighbors called Ghoul Patrol. So I will get to play Ghoul Patrol. Okay, I've never heard of Ghoul Patrol before. Me either. I never would have guessed that it was a sequel. To, right. and I like the name, though. But Zombies Ate My Neighbors... <laughs> One of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. 
fond, fond memories. Would you say top five or top three? No, no, no. no. It's it's top in the 10? top ten. Probably. Okay, That's top fair. ten, top fifteen, because it's just it's more nostalgia. I think the gameplay is probably solid, <laughs> but it's more we'll find like out. <laughs> like this game was so hard, and it also required it had no saves. And they're introducing game saves with this, by the way. Thank it's, God. They're, they're adding quality of life updates. As they for, should. Yes, thank As you. every re-release should. Um, but A, this game is long. With no and you saves. Had no oh. saves, and you had to remember level codes. Oh, so it had a password system. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it is such a good game, though. Uh, the music is so good. So good. And the graphics and the sprites are so fun. Great game. Great game. Very excited to play it with yeah. you co-op <laughs> on the Nintendo Switch. Heck yeah. Maybe like with it propped up on the coffee table. Yeah, so we can get the full no, experience. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it on the TV. Thank God. So. I don't want to share that tablet <laughs> yeah. screen with you. The, I think the only time I ever shared the tablet screen with people was when it first came out. Yeah. And we played, it was me and Seth, uh, Marianne. And who, I can't remember, we played Bomberman against each other. Ooh. Which I love Bomberman. Yeah. But that is hard to play. <laughs> and, we, and, like, we did, we tried to do, like, the like the commercial. Like, it was all four of us, like, crowding around the yeah, little screen. Yeah. Not as fun as Not you think viable. it might be. <laughs> uh, but we played 1-2-Switch, and that was fun. So... That worked out. That's a good fun. That's uh, a fun game. It is a fun game. It's no Wii Sports, but it's not sixty dollars worth. No, but it's a fun game. <laughs> so, Zombies Day, my neighbors, Ghoul Patrol, fifteen dollars for two. I I can only vouch for one of them, but I'm sure two great games. So it's like a two in one pack. Yes. Okay. Thank God. Uh, one. Yeah. I. Cool. I'm gonna look up Ghoul Patrol. I've watched them. You should you should actually Forrest, if you are, are interested. Yeah, um, there was a GDQ run of Zombies Day My Neighbors nice. like a year ago. Yeah, and I think they ran through it in like an hour, and it was I was just amazed. Yeah. I'm watching it just like, oh my god, you're decimating my favorite game. <laughs> like they they're doing shortcuts that make them skip like chunks of levels. Yeah, and it's like what the heck. Um, so yeah, that's a good game. All right, Skull and Bones. So now, you know, a running. I've joke. talked about this before on the show that any any old person can join financial calls for companies. Uh, so like, if I wanted to, and God knows I don't have the time, and you usually don't get great information from them anyway. And if you do, then the video game websites post about them as soon as they get said anyway. So you could just join the Ubisoft financials call. If you love to listen to financials as a fake investor in this company or whatever, you probably could, you can look it up and it's there. Um, but they announced that Skull and Bones is getting delayed to 2022 or 2023. Um, this game that was supposed to be out in 2018. Yeah, it's a running gag at this point. Yeah. Five years later... This game probably does not resemble anything that it did um, when it won E3 awards for most promising looking game and stuff like I that. I still don't believe that, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was there for it. I, I'm just... 
I don't think this game... First of all, I don't think this game ever really needed to exist in the first place. Uh, it felt like a very... I do. Niche they, idea. The, the amount of work they put into that great ship combat system in Assassin's mm. Creed Black Flag deserves a game. And I am, It's so good. And I am... The navigation and the combat is great. I'm notorious for not liking I that. I know. So You're broken. Skull and, yes. <laughs> I am a broken shell of a man <laughs> uh, who had no need for Skull and Bones to begin with. <laughs> also, <laughs> like... I don't know, like, if we're looking at, like, pirate game stuff now, we've got Sea of Thieves, and that's had proper support for how many years now? Like, yeah. it's, if Skull and Bones ever does release, I think it's too little too late. It's missed, it's missed the time frame that it could have been viable in. I mean, we'll see. Zombie games keep coming out, so... <sighs> <laughs> but they're uh, not as good as that. They th- like three year period. They never period. were. There's the meme. <laughs> oh, they never were. Okay. Um. So, uh, let's see. Moving on. Skull. Also, there's a bunch of hubbub around Ubisoft saying that they're moving towards more free to play stuff, uh, which they've been doing. Yeah. So, and or like games as a service type stuff. They've been they've, doing that they've for been doing that. half so, a decade now. Yeah. At the least. Look at all the model, the what Just Dance has turned into. Yeah. It's, Look at Rainbow Six. Yeah. Like, this is, it <laughs> has been a concerted effort. Yeah. They've been doing this. I don't know why everyone's acting surprised. Um, Battlefield 6 is getting a reveal in June. They, they, were, they rhymed that uh, some boom rhymes with soon or something on their Twitter. And apparently we're going to get a big Battlefield 6 reveal in June. EA also announced that they're doing a EA Play in July. So almost like a whole month after E3. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with like big coverage and showcases from these companies keeping up after E3 comes and goes. Yeah. It's just bizarre that it's. You know, like a month after. Yeah. So. But they are going to show off Battlefield 6. <laughs> Sorry. They, it's going to be for both consoles too. Which is counter to what they initially said about what it would be. They initially said there's going to be that. a true next-gen shooter. Oh. And. Okay. Now it's a. I see what you mean by both consoles. Right. <laughs> both. Right, right, right. Yeah. Previous gen and current gen. Cross-gen. Yes, cross-gen. So, it's not the name of sorry something Sorry for the else. yawning, everyone. Cross code, you're thinking. Uh, um, well, yeah. So this is a big deal for me. It, Image and Form announced on Twitter that several SteamWorld games are in the making. And they're changing their name to Thunderful Games. <laughs> I like uh, that. Yeah, it's a cute name. Yeah. And The Gunk comes out this year the exclusively gunk. for Xbox. I don't know if you remember that trailer. I do. But that... The studio, it's their first real big swing at a big uh, 3D area. Yeah. Game, and it's, it looks great. I'm very excited for the gunk. Um, but yeah, image and form. The fact that they announced that several games are coming is good. I love the SteamWorld series, Heist and uh, SteamWorld Dig, Dig and SteamWorld Quest even. They were all good. Forgot uh, about that one. Yeah. Quest uh, was interesting. I liked it, even <laughs> though I kind of didn't. I'm, 
you know, at the end, I was still fine on it. Yeah. Um, but big, big fan of that studio. And I will constantly, I will always sing their praises whenever I get the chance. Yeah. Um, if you have an Xbox Series X or S, you can get the original Goo Xbox dashboard if you want. You can have the mysterious Goo floating behind you. I like this a lot. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and it makes the noise. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I just, I I like when the publishers, like, do things like this. Like, hey, here's some nostalgia for you. Like, yeah. I like, like to be catered to. Yes. <laughs> and, like, with with you being able to have, like, like, customize your background and whatnot and, like, your themes on, like, your home menu themes on these consoles, it makes sense to be, to, like, let them, let us have this. Yeah. You know? Let's have it. Yeah. A it's, treat. It's, yes, exactly. A it's a treat. A treat of nostalgia. It's a treat. There's nothing negative about this. It's like, like the Zombies Ate My Neighbors release. Yes. <laughs> Do we really need it? No. no. But I want to play it. And I'm going to play it. Yeah. And it's a treat. It's a treat. And it's nice that it's a free treat. Yeah. Like, it's just an option. Exactly. Like, you don't have to do it if you don't want. But, like, it's there as a treat. I don't, I'm sorry, Forrest. I don't think Sony's going to release, like, the PS2. <sighs> so that's exactly what I was thinking in my mind. I'm like, yeah. man, if only yeah. I could just hear that startup sound on my TV screen again. Yeah, or like have that nice airy sound. Yeah, like the whoosh yeah. of the air. Mm. But PS2 had some good stuff. It, but Sony is all about cutting off the generations. Yep, and putting a hard wall in between yeah. each <laughs> each gen. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, you can get that goo blob hanging out behind your tiles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I haven't set it to do that yet because I'm a. I know who I am, and my tiles are uh, the official gator colors and everything. Oh, so it's like, of course. Yeah, the background is blue and the tiles are orange. And But at this point, I might as well have the goo because they have so many. The tiles all have wallpapers now attached to the tiles, basically. So yeah. you hardly ever see that stuff. Yeah, that's true. You see the colors you want to see. Yeah. Um, but the, the last piece of news I have is that Destiny 2, Bungie accidentally in some patch uh, released the crossplay months early. So Did that's that w- going to be patched and fixed by the end of the week, they said. But I cannot Did- believe that they accidentally pushed the button. Yeah. Do, do you know if it works well? Like It works. You like, are there it. problems? No, it works. So they this just could play. just stay then. Uh, you <laughs> know, I don't know if it's if there's problems in the back end. Yeah. That's the problem. Okay. We I don't know what that looks That's like. That's fair. But like and on I a know too end. much about. Uh, I know too much about so, how some things in the internet work, with code and everything. Yeah. Like, maybe it works, <laughs> but it's like held together with. <laughs> like duct tape and dreams. Yeah. And so it's a real problem over on the developer end. <laughs> right. So yes, it works, but <laughs> but at what does cost it work? currently? Right. But at what cost? <laughs> um so who knows if they like let it go for too long, 
how that'll work if out. If it'll fry the um, servers. But they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're bringing it back to private testing at the end of this week. Gotcha. Um, this was either a, um, a fake, a fake big test or a genuine whoopsie moment. Whoopsies. Um, we've seen this before with, uh, I believe it was Fortnite. Back when crossplay wasn't allowed, yeah, and then they did it to prove that it could <laughs> it happen, could happen. Um, and forced Sony to step up. <laughs> yeah, so that's crazy. There's we Seth and I talked a lot about the Sony Epic lawsuit uh, that you you didn't hear, and there was some fun stuff that came out through that. Nice, uh, but one of the things is that Sony gets a better cut on some of the stuff that's sold huh. so that they play ball with crossplay. So they get a better cut on V-Bucks yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's... It's sad. So I don't like it. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's get my mind away from that. All right. So with that, Forrest, do you have any other news? Uh, it is something that I would like to mention. It was originally on our news docket, and you took it off because you felt like you couldn't really talk about it much. But I think I can. Okay, um, go the, for it. The Yakuza series going forward, the mainline series will continue being a uh, JRPG, like the most recent release, Like a Dragon, is. And then there's a side series going on that started, I think, last year or the year before called Judgment. Uh, a sequel to Judgment was just announced this last, like officially revealed this last week called Lost Judgment. It will continue the like modern beat 'em up, like brawler style that the Yakuza mainline games originally were. Okay. Um, so if you really like those games for the gameplay, go play Judgment. If you just like the general vibe of the Yakuza games, like story-wise and character-wise, and like how wacky that series can get, then the main line is still for you. It's just a JRPG for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so sorry for all the yawning. I'm so tired. (laughs) Uh, But I did not, you know, I don't know enough about Yakuza. Yeah. One day, maybe we'll have my brother Zach on here. He plays Uh, it? Zach has played through, I'm pretty sure he's like four in. Nice. Like he's, my, he's been powering through them. My friend Jacob has been doing the exact same thing. He just beat five the other day. Um, my, Our best friend Caden and I got Jacob to check out the series because we like talked his ear off about it years ago. And, like, how cool and great it was, despite never having actually finished a single one. And now he has surpassed us um, in beating five of the seven mainline They're, like, 80 hours long. Yes, and he's 100%ing them. Or at least he's platinumed at least, like, two or three of them, I think. He's a madman. I don't understand people who platinum (laughs) JRPGs. I don't understand people that go for trophies. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. Like, actively trophy hunting like i was never an achievement hunter back in the day yeah i'm still not i don't i don't get it yeah i there's some (laughs) yeah yeah i i just i've never understood it yeah um i could just you know spend that time playing other games games. yeah (laughs) so i'm glad i'm glad for your buddy that's a great 
Yakuza's looks fun and tedious. Yes. Like that's, that's, <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's the, a very good way to describe yeah. it. Um, so with that, uh, I want to say thank you to Joe for the mid-roll. As always, if you want to submit a mid-roll, um, email me at suplexistics at gmail.com or go on any of the social medias he mentioned. And thank you to all of you for listening. As always, week in and week out, we appreciate you and your patronage to our humble corner of the internet. And with that, we will talk at you next week. Goodbye. See ya.